show the podcast i'm your host nicole cleveland today my special guest is why regina jones regina was married for over 20 years she had to completely rebuild her life after her divorce starting over with five kids was challenging but with god on her side she got it done sit back listen to the show and share it with a friend all right regina welcome to the show Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. You are more than welcome. Well, look, um, did I say it right? Is it Regina or is it why Regina? Regina is absolutely fine. It works perfectly. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So you understand that. Well, first of all, shout out to MMC, (laughs) Coach Glenn and Coach Shabree. Absolutely. That's how we met. And so I'm just blessed that I'm able to connect with so many wonderful individuals such as yourself. And when I put the call out there in regards to wanting to interview someone that has started over after divorce, you reached out. So thank you so much for reaching out because it really is about ministry and it really is about that next person that's going through and the next person that will feel the pain that you felt. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So Regina, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? If you had to describe yourself, how would you do it? Uh, so I'm a Southern girl, uh, born and raised um, in Georgia, and mother of five. I now have two bonus kids, so I would say a mother of seven. Um, I am remarried. I am have been in public service as far as my secular job. I've been in uh, public service, um, active duty military for 13 years, and then um, still supporting the government. Uh, so I've been government for about 32 years um, and a church girl, born and raised in a church. Uh, my mother was a pastor. So, you know, I'm a PK. All right um, now. Yes. And um, just a loving life, even through, even through the um, difficult times. And so I, I, I would say the essence um, of who why Regina Jones is, is a, a person that's trying to uh, live life like it's golden, um, trying to learn from, from challenges, learning from missteps and encouraging others along the way. I love it. I love it. That's a good bio. That's a real good bio. So Regina, <laughs> I'm starting over after divorce. So how long were you married? I was married for 20 years. 20 years. 20 I was years. married for 20 years. Yes. And you had a little to, over 20, actually. And you had to learn how to start over and you had to learn how to do it basically alone. Um, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I, I know people get divorced every day. 
and right. breakups happen every day. But right. when you do life for 20 years and you have to start all the way over, that's tough. Like, what was the first thing that you thought of when you said, Lord Jesus, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm about to do, Lord? <laughs> right, right. You know, um, such a great question, Nicole. Um, I went through many iterations, many emotions, um, many thought processes from the initial uh, thought of when things started going wrong for me saying that I'm not going to take this. And, you know, I, I would, I would like for my marriage to be over to having counsel from people that said, uh, try another way. So maybe, maybe you can work it out. Maybe there is a possibility. Maybe there is hope. And to walk the pathway of having the uh, hope of hope, if you will, hmm. and, and trying to make, um, trying to humble myself because it, it takes being humble. It takes swallowing your pride to go and say that although I don't feel that I was wrong, I would still like to try to walk this out, to possibly try to work this out, um, to come into a place where you're seeing that that won't be the case and accepting it. Um, a lot of my time was spent by the water with God mm. and, and, and telling God, um, this is what I desire. This is what I desire. Mm -hmm. And he asked me to try again. And he asked me to try again. And the scripture about David, when David said, I, I, I mean, um, when he said he prayed and asked the Lord to not allow his child to die. Mm -hmm. and, and God said, not so. Mama. This, this is the path. And so I had to um, wash my hands of it and give it to God and start. That was truly the beginning of starting to walk, walk the path. Yeah. Many days and nights with God, right. Um, yes. Holding your hand and walking you through the process. Regina, you said something about um, basically hope and there was really no hope and you were expecting hope basically. And we stay women stay, especially us in the church, right? We, we try it over and over and over again. And we forgive and we forgive and we forgive because we think that, well, we know that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to forgive because we have been forgiven, right? But do you think that we stay too long? That's a great question. Again, I think that we have to be sensitive to what it is that God is showing us. One of my, one of my prayers used to be, because uh, sometimes God speaks to me in dreams and I would have several dreams of, um, and I'm not trying to be spooky or anything. Oh, when absolutely I say this, not. No, uh, but I would have dreams about snakes surrounding me, mm. um, uh, su surrounding my marriage bed. Here's the kicker. Um, and I would go to my then husband and say, I'm having these dreams and God is showing me something. Mm -hmm. um, not recognizing that he was what God was showing me. And so I believe that sometimes we, we do stay uh, possibly too long, but I believe that 
it's, it's, it's all uh, depending on what we're going through. What is your discernment like? What are you, what are you listening to? And um, knowing when to move, when it's, when it's time to move mm-hmm. or allowing your, the scales from your eyes to be open in order to make the decision whether yeah. to move on or stay. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of women and um, I minister to women all the time. And a lot of it is once they do decide to, to, to move forward or they battle with that whole forgiveness process of themselves. Oh, I, oh, I battle with not forgiving myself for overlooking, for not seeing what God was showing me, but wanting to see what I wanted to see, <laughs> right? I'm wanting to see the good. And so um, women out here are struggling. They're hurting and we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We need to be that direction to assist them and to help them through this process. And I I look at things um, so vividly. I see them so vividly in regards to women and what they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And and, and the struggle, the struggle that, that we go through, even after years and years and years of moving on, you still will have a trigger. Did that happen to you, Regina? Did it? Does mm-hmm. it still? Mm, say that. Mm-hmm. Does it? Does it still happen? Um, I love. Yes, it absolutely still happens, and and I think it's part of just having that awareness. You first talked about uh, forgiving, forgiving ourselves, mm-hmm. forgiving ourselves for overlooking, forgiving ourselves for what we call ourselves being stupid. But one of the things that I had to learn. Um, Nicole, is forgiving myself for not having the courage to speak up. That's good. That's good, Regina. Being able to speak up and say, yeah. this doesn't look right. This doesn't feel right. Yeah. Uh, but absolutely, I believe that there are triggers and um, I am remarried. I've been married now. Uh, I took some I'm not going to say I took some time off, like I'm in between jobs, but there was a, (laughs) there was a time period between um, being remarried. But what I find now is that the Lord has given me the courage to say when things don't feel right. So now I may share what my, my husband, now I may say, um, this is a trigger because in my past, this is what happened. I'm not saying that this is what you're doing, but this is how I feel when it happens. And I need to be able to verbalize with that to you. And what that does, it it takes the tension off of me, um, allows me to release it. And I can say it to my now husband respectfully in a way that he doesn't think that I'm trying to bring old baggage into a new relationship, but an awareness of me. And that's something that I didn't hold on to. I didn't explore. I didn't allow myself to be in the first marriage and uh, the journey of divorce. And those lessons have, have allowed me to have, find my voice. That's good. That's real good. I'm so glad that you found your voice. Um, take me back, Regina. Take me back okay. to when you decided that, okay, I can't stay stuck. I need to move forward. What were the first steps that you took 
to say, I have to move from point A to point B, and then from point B to point C, and then D, E, F, G. What were those steps? So I would say that my initial um, counsel that I received early on was a friend of mine, my then first lady at the church. She told me that if this is what you're going to do, you are, nobody else will be able to walk this out for you. And, and, and I I love that counsel because she was sharing with me that, um, you know, people can surround you and they can support you in your decision. But at the end of the day, you have to walk this out, Regina. Nobody else is going to be there. Um, So to answer your question, my journey, initially, the catalyst initially began uh, with me being angry with God. Mm, mm. Thank you for your Um, truth. Thank you for your truth. Yes. I was so angry uh, because I told him, look, dude, um, because this is how I talk to God. That's right. That's right. I said, look, dude, you were supposed to be my knight in shiny armor Mm -hmm. and you let this happen to me. Um, You allowed this to happen to me. So now that it's happened, where are you? So Nicole, I was, every time a, a ambulance would go down the street, I was like, oh, you're going to get them. You're going to get them. You're going to take Girl. care of my lightweight. You, you, you're supposed to do this. And, and at the time, yes. um, my ex-husband was allowed to come into the house to mm. pick up the kids. And Nicole, I remember one day when he came over and I looked at my block of knives. You know, you have the really nice block of knives mm-hmm. sitting on the counter. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, um, I could slice your neck in two seconds. Mama, mama. And and you you never know it was coming. Yeah. Um when they left, he left with the children, and I sat there, was washing dishes, Mm -hmm. and God spoke to me and said, That is my child too. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. I've had those conversations. And when he said that to me, it was all I could say to him was that you're right. Mm -hmm. And I kept washing the dishes. And from that point on, I took my ex-husband out of my mouth Mm -hmm. and began to see what can I do? So part of it was knowing that I had my children that were watching me, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to find a balance between being, um, honest and open with them about my pain, but at the same time, not spewing or spewing any uh, negativity on them about Mm -hmm. their father. That was Mm -hmm. very important to me. So I knew I had to find healing. So I went to grief and loss counseling. Um, I had lost my mother two months before my husband walked out. So I had not really fully grieved the loss of of my mom. And then he left. Um, so it was a tremendous layer of loss. I went to grief and loss counseling and I went twice a month for probably a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, that was really part of my healing. Um, I, I, there were some bad choices that I made as well, which is, um, still being active in church, thinking I'm a press on push on, just keep going when probably I think in hindsight, I should have sat back. Yeah. Yeah. And allowed myself. I, I did heal, thankfully, but I think the process maybe 
would have been a little bit more efficient had I just raised my hand and say, you know what? I have to sit this down. Regina needs to sit herself down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's good. That's good advice. It's good. Um, thank you for sharing that because we all have those thoughts. Um, yes. You're not alone. You're mm-hmm. not by yourself. And somebody somewhere, they're they're thinking those same thoughts that you thought. Um, and they need to understand how to navigate those emotions because some people are not going to go to counseling. Um, yes. I think we're very similar. My mother uh, passed away six months prior to my ex leaving. Really? Yeah, six months. And so it was, I was not healed from that. And then here we go. Now I got to grieve twice. I got to grieve twice. And so that was hard. It was hard, very hard. And some days I didn't know if I was coming or if I was going. So I definitely understand that. So Regina, um, Breathe Again is a moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. So we talk about what happened, but we really focus on how we move forward. So what was your breaking point? What was your breaking point that said, I, you knew without a shadow of a doubt that you were healed? What was that moment? I think, I, I think there were a couple of things. Um, one was in my counseling process, allowing myself to, um, allowing myself to face some fact, face some facts that my hurt was not just associated with my husband leaving, but with my father leaving. Um, Are you about to have me pass out? You about to have me pass out? (laughs) Um, And and not just with him leaving because my father was never very present in my life. Um, So I had no expect. So the expectation that I had of men was not very high anyway. But coming to face me, so the healing part was about me. It no longer was about anyone else. And the litmus test for me was how I interacted now when I was around my, uh, my, my children's father. And not even outwardly, Nicole, it was what is your heart language like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there's times that we can act the part. Yes, ma'am. But truly, our heart has not been healed. And my desire was for, com- for complete and total healing from the inside out. So that meant a, a lot more time of uh, spending time with God. For me as a woman of faith, um, in his word, I immersed myself um, in the word and worship um, and tried to find community to support as well. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. What would you tell that sister right now if she was in front of you and she um, she's hurting? She don't know which direction to go in. And she really feels that her world is over and it's about to end because that man left. How would you minister to that sister that's listening right now or if she was in front of you? She was in front of me or uh, for those that are listening I think the first thing I would do is just grab her by her shoulders and then I would pull her in so tight and just hug hug on her. Yeah. 
And I would tell her that I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you have to um I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. Oh. Yeah. Because it's real. It's a real thing. And I think a lot of times we go back to that place and we go back to what we needed at that moment and what we never had at that moment. And so that's why I always say I need to be to that next person what I never had. And so if that sister, that's why that emotion was so, so, so huge for you, because I remember. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and I and I tell people all the time, sometimes you can go through this journey and God allows it to be swept under the rug. My God, no one sees it. No one knows. But sometimes your life is already on the jumbotron. And so people. I love to use the analogy that people pull up with their popcorn and their lawn chair Mm -hmm. and they get to watch every facet of what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will walk up to that sister, Nicole, and I will hug her. I will tell her, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Um, I would encourage her to get counseling if she's not getting it. I would tell her that that I, I see your tears. And I see your pain. Um, I see your midnight hour. I see when you want to scream. And then I would encourage her to scream, to get on the floor, to scream out to God, to, to go to allow the process to do what God is intending for it to do. Because on the other side of it, Mm. on the other side. Yes, ma'am is strength and she may not and the sister you may not be able to see it now you may not be able to feel it now but you're going to be so much stronger on the other side Hmm. and that's just that's just a little bit of what I would tell her and then I would probably hug her again and give her my number and tell her to call me if she wanted to (laughs) I want to hug you right now Regina (laughs) listen I want to say though I I just, I wish, I don't say I wish because I I know that God's will is perfect, but man, Nicole, had you been around when I was going through this, 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 this space is so necessary. Mm. And I pray that God restores to you everything that you pour out. Bless you. Bless you. I receive it. I receive it. Regina, that has been our time. God bless you so much for joining me today, but we're not going to stop there. I want you to talk a little bit about your business. So you are a budding entrepreneur and you have a business. Tell us a little bit about your business. Yes. So my business was actually, actually birthed out of my pain. Um, the pain of my marriage, uh, losing my mom and losing best friends. So my, the name of my business is called Love Transcending Time. And it's all about providing uh, gifts of encouragement uh, that encourage you along your journey. It gifts that should help you to reflect where you've been, because when you Uh, consider where you've been, it becomes the catalyst to help you on your next journey, right? Because our journeys don't stop. We will continue facing challenges. And so um, 
So this was something that was given to me by God. And with the thought of something that is ubiquitous in your space, in your home, whatever, that will always remind you, Nicole, you can make it. Nicole, you made it through that. You can make it through something else. And so uh, my business is all about encouraging people on their journey, helping them to navigate, helping them to reflect and to embrace it as much as it hurts. Embrace it right now. Live in this moment. Feel what you have to feel. And it's going to become the catalyst for you to get over that next journey. And uh, the basis for my scripture is in Joshua chapter 4 which is where um, they took the rocks and built the memorial so they could remember what God had brought them through. My God. So that's what Love Transcending Time is about. Regina, what's that website? It's lovetranscendingtime.com. Awesome. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It has been my absolute pleasure. After the pain, after the rain, after the shame, you will live again, you will dream again, you will breathe again, you will live again, dream again. Breathe.